Broadway for Tuesday, September 11th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. I, I don't know that I have any words to express anything specifically profound or comforting to anyone out there on today of all days, especially those in New York. But I'll just say that my thoughts are with anybody who lost someone or was direct or directly or indirectly affected by this day 17 years ago. Um, we were all thinking about you today. And uh, hope that you uh, are able to find some solace in our thoughts and prayers with you today. Moving on from that, because we don't want to dwell on that too much. I happen just I don't do this very often, but point of personal privilege. I have a ticket to see Oklahoma at St. Anne's Warehouse on October 10th that I cannot use. If anyone wants it, let me know. Uh, it's face value. Uh, I bought it and then can't use it. So uh, it's on October 10th at 7.30 p.m. at St. Anne's Warehouse. It's one single ticket. Um, if you're interested, hit me up on Twitter or an email. I got to get rid of it. I can't use it. So I uh, figured might as well. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to eat it. I mean, it's not expensive, but I'd, I'd rather not just give up the money. So if anybody wants it, let me know. Ain't St. Anne's Warehouse in the Oklahoma. I'm sure that's going to be uh, really interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm still going. I'm just going on a different day. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't go on October 10th anymore. Um, so I, but I'd already gotten a ticket. So I'm going in, I'm going in November instead. But I have a, t- a single ticket for October 10th, which um, I believe is a Wednesday. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, hit me up. All right. First up in the news, Network, the show, changes venue, announces a new co-star. Yes, James. I'm starting to feel bad for the venerable court theater because yesterday the house lost not its first, but its second show of the fall as Network joins the prom in changing its mind and moving to another house. First, the prom, which was originally announced for the court, moved over to the Long Acre. That'll begin performances uh, in October. And now Network is moving from the court to the Belasco following the recently announced closing of GTTBBT. Network will be... (laughs) I'm tired of saying the name of the show because i'm gonna have to do it here later too uh, anyway network will begin performances on november 10th with an opening on december 6th when it does open and begin performances emmy winner and recent star of mary page marlowe over a second stage tatiana Meslani will be joining brian cranston in the evo van hova directed stage to screen adaptation since presumably rehearsals are going to begin here within the next month i'm sure the whole cast is already signed sealed and delivered at this point so i would imagine we will find a uh, a complete casting announcement in our inboxes over the next week or so the show is currently scheduled to run through march 17th which as we've talked about before james is a really awkward time on the broadway schedule to end a run because that pretty much negates anything else coming into the belasco in time 
for 20 eligibility deadline. Now, of course, Network could extend, but we've talked before about what a physically demanding show it is for its star. Maybe Cranston doesn't want to do that. He might have another movie commitment or something, Uh, but it really puts a, a weird spin on that house in the spring. Also, James, I have to wonder if this means that the court is finally going to get those renovations to its exterior, to the additional annex and its rehear and uh, its dressing rooms and an additional rehearsal space in there. I, I when the prom moved out, that's what we assumed was going to happen uh, to the court. And then network was announced there. So I wonder if they're just using court, the court as kind of like a placeholder in I case was, something yeah. else doesn't happen. Yeah. That's that's what I was just thinking, and I, I was also thinking about the court renovations and uh, if they were to wind up on March 17th, you know, it seems like this would be the logical place for Jim Parsons' summer project. Because <laughs> it happens every year, yeah. yeah. Well, although Jim Parsons now, his TV show is going to be done by the end of uh, – uh, the theatrical season next year. Big Bang Theory is heading into its final season, so maybe he could actually do something in the fall on Broadway. Oh, hold on. <laughs> no. Craziness, know. you know. I know. Court theater, all, uh, you know, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. I feel bad, <laughs> I feel bad for it, yeah, you know. I do too. All so. right. Uh, two musical revivals are working their ways to Broadway. Yes. uh, Both of these are things that we've heard about in the past, James. First, at the end of last year, we heard that stage and screen star uh, President Fitzgerald Grant himself, Tony Goldwyn, was working on a new revival of Pal Joey that he would direct. Well, yesterday we saw an equity casting notice for an upcoming November lab with a new book by... Uh, generally considered a big screen writer and director, Richard LeGravenez. The show is currently seeking someone to play Joey, the title character, as well as ensemble dancers. No mention of any of the other characters. The lab will run from November 6th through the 27th. As we discussed before, Goldwyn previously directed a reading of the show in 2016, starring none other than Marin Maisie. No word on if she will continue with the cast or if somebody else will be in, you know, the bigger roles. But clearly they're only looking for Ensemble and Joey. So it makes you think they've got some other folks cast already. Now, the other show, James, is a revival of Maury Yeston's Titanic. About a year and a half ago, we heard word that Eric Schaefer, the artistic director of D.C.'s Signature Theater, was looking to bring his production of the show to Broadway following its run in the nation's capital and then – in South Korea, the normal out-of-town tryout spot for Broadway musicals. Um, we talked about it back then, and now apparently it's still moving forward. We kind of poo-pooed it at the time. It didn't think it would actually happen. But an, another equity casting announcement was released yesterday advertising for auditions later this month ahead of a Broadway run during the 2019-2020 season, which if you think, oh, that's really far away, that's this time next year, actually, you know, less than a year away from now. Will either of these productions ever happen? I have no idea. But with Kiss Me Kate currently being the only musical revival announced for this season, obviously you said Titanic's looking to next season. But I would love to get two more revivals in there to get the Tony category cutoff, you know, met so we could have a best musical revival. So if that means after this Pal Joey Lab happens in November that it can figure out a way to get to Broadway soon, that would be great. I don't personally see how Pal Joey can be commercially viable and successful in 2018, 2019. But what do I know? Hey, I was thinking maybe in the court theater we could have a revival of Carousel. (laughs) 
we were going to put it in the Belasco yesterday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carousel with a dead horse head in the bed. Something like that. There's a there's another metaphor with a carousel and a dead horse in there too, but that's oh, fine. Yeah, that's true. All right, tell us about last week's Broadway grossis. Well, we continue to see the fall decline, not fall as in autumnal, not just decline. Uh, anyway, uh, the the fall decline last week as Broadway dipped below thirty million dollars for the first time since mid March. Of the thirty one shows on Broadway, The Nap which was new um, with only six performances. Uh, and and other than that one, there were only six shows that saw week-to-week increases, one of which was Second Stage's Straight White Men, which closed on Sunday, coming in at just under 382000 in its final frame. Roundabout's Bernhardt Hamlet was the biggest riser, but mainly because it went from three to seven performances, even though it still only grossed slightly under 244000 the shows with the biggest declines, again, unsurprisingly, were kid and family-focused shows and some of the big tourist traps. Mean Girls and Frozen both dipped over 300k apiece. Jervin Hansen and The Lion King over 200,000. And Harry Potter, Pretty Woman, Aladdin, Come From Away, My Fair Lady, Wicked, The Band's Visit, SpongeBob, Phantom, Carousel, and School of Rock all over 100k. Despite that, the band's visit did announce yesterday that it had recouped its initial investment, so congratulations to them. Hamilton was on top with 3.2 million. Harry Potter was the only show above 2 million other than Hamilton. Then it was followed by Bruce Springsteen, the boss, but only doing four performances again. Lion King, Frozen, Wicked, DEH, Mean Girls, Aladdin, Pretty Woman, The Book of Mormon, My Fair Lady, and Come From Away, all above seven figures. Now, you'll notice that some of those shows that were still over a million were also the ones that dipped three hundred, dollars to $200,000. Now, in a lot of those cases, almost all of them, especially Mean Girls, Frozen, Lion King, and Dear Hansen, they still had attendance figures above 90%. So there were still a lot of people there. The ticket price had just gone down. So what that means to me, James, is that parents weren't scrambling to get those premium tickets to guarantee they had seats for their kiddies. Uh, you know, now that all the tourists have gone home, the prices are going to come down, even if the demand is still there. In its penultimate week on Broadway, getting the band back together did dip yet again, this time below $196,000. Ouch. Head Over Heels still hasn't announced closing, but it was under two hundred sixteen k last week. James with school back in session and the high holy days coming up. These numbers aren't exactly unexpected, but it still stings nonetheless. Yeah, it's uh, really an. Uh, I, what's the? I know it's we we've come down a lot from this frame last week. What what does year over year look like? Do do they have any numbers like that? The comparison. Yeah, um, this week last. Let me get to it. This week last year, um, we're about three million above where we were last year um it was, it was at twenty six thousand five hundred seventy eight or twenty six million five hundred seventy eight thousand five hundred seven dollars last year we're at twenty nine five two four nine seven nine this year so it's still an increase there's one new show or one extra show this year compared or i'm sorry three new shows this year compared to last year so that could account for that three million dollar difference there um so it depends you know every week the the numbers will continue uh, you know, to, to to fluctuate, yeah, yeah. Hard to compare last year against this year, but what about the change in the previous week last year? This is week thirty six. Uh, the week thirty five 
of 2017 was at 28, uh, 28,674,000. It dipped about 2 million from that week. Broadway uh, this year dropped about 3 million. So there's a, it's a bigger decline, but nothing crazy. Again, this is the fall where things open and close fairly regularly. So I'd have to dip down into the actual yeah. numbers to see how many shows opened and closed those weeks. But for the most part this season, the if you look at the, the graphs for on Broadway World on our grosses page, we have um, the graphs for all of the past six years. And you can see for the most part, um, obviously there are some that stick out mainly because where holidays fall, especially in the spring, because Easter is uh, Easter falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon after March 20th. So that's not exactly a hard a hard and fast date every year. So it moves around. But other than that, everything generally move has been moving at the same I don't know the right word, but the graphs are all fairly consistent in terms of the motion. But 2018, definitely the highest uh, uh, amongst those. So they track against each other, you know. Yes, yes. Very well said. You're you're the one with the MBA and I'm the one who can't balance a checkbook. (laughs) I can't either. Okay, Matt, what other news do you have? All right. Yesterday, it was announced that Mamie Paris would return to the role of Rosalie in Broadway's School of Rock beginning on September 25th, and that she will continue with the show through its closing on January 20th. She was an original cast member of the show. She played Patty and understudied Rosalie before she left to play Grizabella in Cats. It was also announced yesterday that Tony winner Leia Salonga and Tony nominee Eva Noble Zeta will star in the new musical film Yellow Rose. The film tells the story of a 17-year-old Filipino-American girl from Texas who secretly dreams of becoming a country star of old when her mom is arrested by immigration and customs enforcement. She runs away and is forced to embark on a journey to forge her own path or face deportation with her mother back to the Philippines. The film features original music composed and performed by the cast and director. It recently wrapped filming in Austin, Texas and is scheduled for release in 2019. And finally, James, to follow up on the Tony Awards discussion that we had on yesterday's show, the New York Times' Michael Polson tweeted out yesterday, quote, I asked CBS about any impact of Les Moonves' departure on the Tony Awards. Parenthetically, he, has, he was a champion of the show. The answer, quote, CBS is proud to be the current and future home of the Tony Awards. That's it. Um, Paulson goes on to say, and by the way, the network has an agreement to air the Tonys through 2026. So it's a little more than we uh, recalled on our discussion yesterday, James. Of course, there's always contingencies and uh, buyouts in those contracts. So just because the contract is in place for another eight or seven or eight years uh, of, of broadcast doesn't mean it's going to happen. But the fact that they're at least acknowledging that is a, is a good sign for now. Not that I would expect anything different in the wake of everything else that they have to deal with. Yeah, uh, CBS has to say that never gonna happen. Three to five years left. That's it. For mm-hmm. Over the air. CBS is not going to broadcast it over the air in uh, after three to five years. Uh, I mean, you look at what uh, what's happening with the, with the board right now in Viacom. You know, Viacom and CBS used to be one company, and they spun out mm-hmm. CBS and Sherry, uh, Sumner Redstone's daughter, Sherry, is bringing CBS back into the fold. They're going to fire all the management. They're going to take it over. I'm telling you, man, I'd be shocked if we see uh, Tony Ward's in the same type of uh, situation as we as we have seen in the last couple of years, where CBS is going to continue to invest and lose money on the Tony Awards. 
<laughs> that will make me sad. Oh, absolutely will make me sad. But from the ashes will rise a fiery phoenix. <laughs> okay. It, for somehow Scott Rudin is going to be riding that phoenix out of the ashes. Okay. Oh, absolutely. The Scott Rudin Tony Awards presents. <laughs> <laughs> SRP produces the Tony Awards and every winner is Scott Rudin. Exactly. And we're not inviting anybody to it. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the performances will be at their individual theaters, not at Radio City. Yeah. And Bette Midler is going to win all the awards. <laughs> all right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Hit me up if you want to go see Oklahoma on, on October 10th. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. And Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Stand up, America. Hear the bell now as it tolls. Wake up, America. It's Tuesday morning. Come on. Let's roll.